Hello, and welcome to the Development Debrief with Katherine Van Sickle, the stories-based podcast that interviews donors, thought leaders, and professionals in the field of fundraising. Hey listeners, it's Keith from Evertrue. Evertrue is the end-to-end solution for insight, outreach, and analytics for higher ed advancement and stewardship teams around the world. Recently, we launched Evertrue Studios, Advancement's very first media hub, where subscribers have access to over 100 hours of free, on-demand, original series and podcasts, all created with fundraisers in mind. We're thrilled to feature the development debrief on Evertrue Studios Podcast Network. Check us out at evertrue.com backslash studios. If you are listening to this, it is likely that you've either had access to ThankView through your organization or have at least seen their unicorn logo. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the cloud-based platform that lets you easily create and send personalized videos to raise awareness, promote events, update stakeholders, and thank those who matter most. Today, we will talk with JD Beebe, ThankYou's co-founder and CEO, a platform that puts a sincere spin on any outreach using the power of personalized video. JD tells us how and why he became an entrepreneur and shares the story of how Thank You was originally created to make completing his wedding thank you notes more enjoyable. He tells us how Thank You is now working with over a thousand annual partners, including the Boys and Girls Club, Boston University, Cornell, Pepperdine, Miami University, and Colorado State University. In November 2021, Thank You merged with Evertrue, the top rated data software, and services solution for fundraisers. Sound familiar? He now serves as president of Evertrue. Before founding ThankView, JD founded New Antisocial, a digital marketing agency, and BB's Bootcamp, a fitness studio that was named one of the nine best new studios in New York City by Raked.com. He and his team built everything with no outside investment and have successfully generated millions of dollars while staying cash positive. New Antisocial worked with top global brands, including Intel and Spartan Race, as well as fledgling startups. Prior to founding New Antisocial, JD was creative director for Noise, a digital advertising company in New York City. His work has appeared on CNN, NBC, Adage, Fast Company, MTV, and has won accolades, including the Platinum Cons Lion and Top One Show Awards. Let's hear more from JD. Hi, JD. Welcome to The Debrief. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Catherine. So as everyone knows, because they've been hearing for over six months now, the Development Debrief is in partnership with Evertrue. Very excited to, to have you as part of ETSPN, a fantastic voice. So thank you so much for, for being a part of everything. It's been a lot of fun. And I had Brent on The Debrief way before our partnership, and it was great to hear from him. But I thought could be really fun to hear from you, JD, and learn about your story. And then, of course, the merger between ThankView and Evertrue. So, yeah. I'd be be happy to share. How far back should I go? I was thinking we could take a step back to the moment when you knew or realized that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Whew. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll step it quite a ways back, but then, <laughs> uh, but then I'll try to fast forward forward. So I somewhat was, was born into it with the bug. My father, when I was born, had a 
billboard company. He actually would make uh, bespoke hand-painted billboards in Texas. And it was almost like a romantic comedy in the, in the off time when he didn't have a client. He would actually write little love notes to my mom. It's all very oh my cute. Gosh. Yes. So I have, I have a billboard when I was, I was born. So I have a big JD the Baby billboard in Dallas. And my father then went on to have a design company. But, you know, I think he, he had the kind of creative chutzpah, but he's a quieter guy. And my mom is more the loud one. And so my brother and I kind of got the, the medley of the two. And my first business was seven years old, the BB Brothers Incorporated. We did lawn care. I think we charged a whole, whole, uh, whole of $7 for whatever reason. I always would be working for four or five hours in someone's yard and then say, $7, please, because I like the number seven. <laughs> so not a great endeavor, but certainly started to, let me put it this way. I always knew there was a way to go out and make money if you wanted to go get it. So learned very early to just go out and start something when you wanted something. And yeah, so I'd say it's all the way back in my childhood. Wow. I never knew any of that. What a great story. Yeah. I know you started a few businesses before Thankview, but it seems like Thankview has really taken off and led you to Evertrue. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Previous to this, my endeavors once graduating to an adult, I guess you could say after college, I had a fake beard company. I had a, which morphed into a whole co- Halloween costume company. We were uh, designing and importing costumes from China. I had an advertising agency. I had a fitness studio. We made a few different kind of fun products along the way. But Thank You was really the first time I certainly and my, my partners saw that we had kind of lightning in a bottle and there was an opportunity for serious growth and to really, you know, make a, a legitimate company. And that was at this point eight years ago. And once we started to see the opportunity, we kind of put everything else to bed and focus our energy entirely on, on building Thank You. And I read somewhere that the, the idea was born when you were doing Thank You Notes after your wedding. Is that true? Yes. It was previous to the wedding. So I was, you know, I was tasked with very few things in the wedding process just because I don't, I don't know, I'm useless for, for most things. But I was thinking about, my wife assigned me, she said, oh, you have to think about the Thank You Notes. And I started thinking about that. I was like, no one wants to do these. No one has ever said, oh, you know what I really enjoyed was writing a hundred thank you notes. So the idea came together pretty quickly. I was actually driving to the mall to get my dad a, a gift at the time. And I, I remember having the idea for thank you, thinking of the name thank you. It's like, oh, this is great. So I went home and Googled, assuming I was going to find a product that already existed and I couldn't find it. And it just started needling in the back of my head. And the more and more I talked about it, the more and more we realized we've, we've got to build this thing. So that was the initial concept was can we help newlyweds or young parents or people for birthdays or bar mitzvahs be able to kind of thank in mass? So that was the initial idea. And then how did you find your way into the fundraising space? Turns out that didn't work. What's the word? When you're out there in the wilderness and you can't find anything to eat, you say, oh, geez, I got I to gotta find another way. So we had to figure out how to pivot. And because we had the fitness studio at the time, I was using it for fitness studios, for, for thanking students for coming to the class. We initially thought we could go talk to all the different boutique fitness companies in the city. We found no traction there. And then it was actually when I made a gift to my alma mater, Boston University, that I talked to the student on the call, was very engaging. They, you know, I made the gift and then afterwards they sent me a bookmark and I just thought, man, they should send me a thank you. So my partners and I at the time, we 
all jumped in the car, shot up to Boston. I went to Boston University. One of my other partners went to Boston College. We rolled into the meeting. We presented the product as though we had built it, you know, specifically for higher ed fundraising. <laughs> and the reaction was just so intense and immediate. And the, the twinkle in everyone's eyes were just going off. I walked out of that meeting just thinking, this is what we're doing. We're going to say goodbye to everything else. And then we rolled up the street, presented it again to less fanfare, but they actually helped us um, in that first meeting understand what our price point should be and how we should think about approaching the market. So in a very short time, we figured out this is the market we want to be in and here's how we're going to kind of price ourselves in so we can really start to grow exponentially. With that price, has it gone up since starting? Modestly. I'd say okay. we've we've learned how to adjust pricing and just the 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 product generally to different size organizations. So what we realized is there's going to be small use cases for small nonprofits, but we didn't want to price it to kind of keep them out of the market because we think everyone should be able to, you know, share gratitude. And that the much larger organizations that had more complexity, that needed more features and and, and setup, uh, we have price points for them too. But I'd say it's it's still quite a modest product that really the goal is to try to get in as many places because we think it's can be really transformative when people just say thank you and, and share their share their gratitude. I hear people talking about it in their day-to-day -day the way you would talk about any other function of fundraising. Oh, well, we'll just send a thank view or we'll, you know, get our volunteer to do a thank view. It's really amazing how relatively quickly it's taken off. It's called it like the Kleenexation of like the, uh, the tissue. So, you know, instead of yeah. it's not a personalized video, it's a thank you. So, once we once we became a verb, we'll just thank you that that's when we realized, oh, maybe we might be we on, we know we're on to something here. I'm really struck, though, by how much it changed from the first idea. You know, the essence of it is the same, but I find that to be really encouraging as we work through projects or gifts with donors. It's usually not the way you first envision it, right? No. Yeah, the, the pivot is. Pivot is not a bug; it's a feature. I think of of the process. So that was we were we were lucky that we 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 eventually found purchase and we found it pretty quickly within um, the higher ed or the fundraising space. But you're right; it is kind of funny. And one and one thing in the retelling of the story is we didn't really get down on ourselves when it wasn't working with the with our friends because you know having just newly gotten married, I was surrounded by newlywed friends said, "Hey, you should use this," and the they were so enthusiastic. And then you'd give it to them and no one used it. And instead of getting mad at my friends, I said, you know, you have to take this as a data point. Why are they not using it? What is what is stopping them? And is the friction too high to really think we could try to push through this, but why not we just go find where there's less friction? And that led us to this market, which which honestly was so great because uh, I love working with fundraisers. It's a really good group of people, you know, everyone's, pretty decent at their core. So it's a good market to be in. And I think one of the things aside from a great product is your logo, which is pretty memorable, the unicorn. How did that yes. come about? I I really need to come up with a better story for, for <laughs> Uni the Unicorn. There really isn't a great one. We had a designer on our team who was tasked with creating all these little characters. We wanted to make the, the brand a lot more fun and inviting. And the unicorn was one of them. And for whatever reason, we just kept on gravitating towards the unicorn. We thought uni, university, okay, it's magical, it's playful. Uh, let's go with the unicorn. It, 
And it turned out really great because, you know, you're walking through an airport, you're walking past a toy store, there's unicorns everywhere. So there's always good gifts to get people yeah. uh, because of the unicorn. It's caught my attention in the LinkedIn world and everything else. That's good. So, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the team know. That's good. Good data point. Definitely let them know. So we've we've heard a little bit about your childhood, your college years. We've gotten through Thank You. Take me to when conversations started with Brent with the Evertrue merger. Sure. So again, I sorry, I'll go back in time a little bit again. My first conference ever, I think it was 2016. I was solo going to a conference, never been to one before. And I was very much like, you know, Bright Eyes Big City, showed up, didn't know anybody was having a fantastic conference. And that's actually when I met Brent for the first time. And, you know, kind of the, 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 the Yoakum in town, he could have taken me for everything I was worth, could have kind of pointed me in the wrong direction or whatever. Uh, that's not, that's not how it went. We, we started our friendship uh, almost immediately from there was really great kind of showing me the, the ropes, introducing me to other folks in the industry. And over the, the years, we just remained very friendly, always kind of kept up with each other and, and what the business were doing. And always there was this undercurrent of, hey, we should we should think about getting this thing and pulling pulling these pieces together eventually. That's how we're going to really be able to make the biggest impact on the market. It was 2020 that my business partners and I decided that we wanted to go go to market and see what was out there and, and what was the next step in the company because we had bootstrapped, we had raised no money been, you know, eating ramen for a number of years, really kind of that, that belt was getting tighter and tighter. <laughs> and so, you know, let's, let's have a, let's see what we can do now. Very luckily, Brent reached out again. He was thinking very similar thoughts and really kind of shared his vision for where he thought the future of fundraising could go. And if you brought the intelligence, the brains of Evertrue and the hands, the outreach of thank you together, what could be accomplished when you did that? And myself and my business partners were like, that's very highly compelling. It was very atypical to go, you know, pre-merger into a into a sale, but we felt that we would be stronger together. And you know, thank goodness we did because the message really resonated with investors the same way that it resonates resonates with clients. In that we're really trying to bring these things together for the purpose of making the the fundraiser's life more efficient and, and better at the end of the day. And and that was a year and a and two months ago that we finally got the deal done. Of course, it was wow. months and months of sleepless nights before that, working through gobs of paperwork and the back and forth, but very exciting. I look back at the time exhaustedly, but very fondly. So let's break that down a little bit for people who aren't as conversant in entrepreneurship, myself sure. included. Sure. So you said to go in together pre-merger. So were you looking for funds for the two companies together at that point or what explain yes. that? Yes. Yeah, initially we were going to market my team and I independently just with thank you because again, never done a capital raise, never done a secondary round, secondary round, meaning money back to the founders of the team versus money. Usually when you raise money, it's to go into the company for the growth and expansion of the company. So we'd never done really either of those rounds before. So we we're going in for that purpose and when Brent came along and we had the conversations and decided to go it together, we were saying we were going to be on a, a, a combined entity. We want to go forward as a single entity here for the purpose of usually the way it's worked in this market is when you go get investment, whether it be from private equity 
or you get bought by a strategic. When we went for the purpose of going and trying to get funding from private equity, they'll ultimately, you're either going to be the anchor product. So they're going to, they're going to take your product and they're going to build and verticalize on top of you. So in a lot of private equity, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, we're going best in class in fundraising tech. So they'll buy the platform that they feel is the, is the anchor piece. Then they'll say, I need the communication piece. I need the outreach. I need the, the analytics. So they'll try to, to verticalize all the pieces to eventually have the sum of the parts, which is more valuable than all the pieces by themselves. So knowing that, we said, well, if we go this alone, we're just going to get verticalized somewhere else. We have a very tight vision of what we want to do together. Why don't we just preempt the verticalization? So that's that's ultimately what we did. And uh, that resonated with a bunch of investors. And, you know, in the subsequent time, we we thought, you know, Evertrue is really the anchor product. It's it's the brains, it's the the, the layer of intelligence and everything else we can build on top of that. So that's that's what got us through the sale and uh, kind of as we've gone forward in the last year, kind of our perspective of how we think about the company. I know just from the work I've done with the development debrief, there's so much emotional connection to something that you've built. And I'm just curious to hear what it was like to let go of that control and also to to merge, you know, to figure out who takes what role and ultimately who's in charge what was that like for you? Saying goodbye to what was, you know, whether it be, be directly from the team that you had or the product you had or the brand. Truthfully, that was that was very tough in the beginning. I think that was was hard because we had built something and it was we knew what it was and we were very proud of it. So it was just hard. I think it's just a human. It's hard for a human to let go of those things, things that they like to do. When yeah. it came to Brent and I coming together and, you know, who's going to be in charge, I was very quick to say, I think you're... I think you're you're better suited to be CEO. I've I've had a good run in it, but I'm very tired and I have a lot of faith in in Brent's leadership. So from that perspective, that was quite easy. We also got very lucky in that there wasn't a ton of overlap within the organizations. That was another massive benefit to coming together. But I will say, I think in this, you know, this is not just from the thank you side of the house or the Evershire side of the house. We've now, you know, we're the amalgamation of five different organizations at Evertrue. And I think everyone's at different places in terms of their acceptance of what that means. <laughs> but what I think is really important is, you know, you have to go into this with eyes wide open. You know, things are going to change. And I think just as an entrepreneur, you should be prepared for things to change all the time anyway. While I do miss certain elements of, you know, the Evertrue, or I'm sorry, the, the Thank You brand, a lot of those still live on within uh, the new organization. It just means you have an opportunity to keep infusing the new organization with those same things that made the last one great. So tell us about your role today. What are your main priorities? Well, I, I'm the president. So there you go. President at Evertrue. I'm really focused on the revenue side of the house. So working with the sales team, the success team, marketing, our donor experience team, which is kind of unique to Evertrue, but making sure that we are reaching goals. We are tracking towards goal. The teams need everything that they, you know, have their education on the products, positioning, and just uh, broadly being in front of clients. I think the thing I like the most about ThankView, up until we hired anybody, I was the the sole salesperson for the first three some odd years. And I still love it. I still jump on calls all the time and it just gets me amped up. I, I absolutely love doing it. So that's that's what I focus my time on is, is working with those teams and trying to be in front of clients as much as possible. 
So one of the reasons I was so excited to work with you is because of the forward uh, thinking and because, as so many of us know, higher ed and other institutions with fundraising teams are faced with a lot of red tape and history and in some ways that can really create barriers. But I'm curious on the other side of it, you know, how are you able to keep up with all of the mergers and changes and the constant innovation? You know, what is kind of your foundational North Star as you continue to grow and change? Whew. All uh, kudos to this have to go to the the operational people on on our team. I want to give a special shout out to Shelly Talbot. She runs not only the engineering department here at Evertrue, but is basically you know, the, she's she's the puppet master. She's pulling all the strings. She's extremely organized. Uh, and through her leadership and, and others on the team, another want to read, uh, shout out to, to Becky Asher and, and others who have been helping lead um, this thing called the IMO, the Integration Management Office. Every time we've come together, when first Thank You and Evertrue came together, we did this, this uh, IMO, understood from each department, what are our processes? What are our tools? What do we do? What do we don't do? And once we had that established, We've tried to run that same process as we integrate every new company into the mix. But it's one thing to do that and say, hey, here are the rules. And then it's another thing for us to be like, okay, we're all pulling in the same direction. We all believe the same thing. And I think the only way you get there is repetition, is just hmm. restating what do we believe. We have uh, five values. They, they, uh, they're right. They spell thank, and I should be able to do this now. Team first, humbly confident, agile. I believe it's, no action oriented, excuse me, nimble, and then kindly candid. So those are the, the, the five values that we kind of resonate with the team. Every, every Monday we, we share them at the top of our all hands. And then we show examples of people getting kudos because of those. So I think a lot of pulling five pieces into one, it's just gotta be openness, communication, and making sure everyone knows why we're doing it and their piece in it. So now that you're a little bit over a year and all of that change is somewhat behind you, what is your favorite thing about your position as president at Evertrue? I am still excited about, even though we're starting to hit a rhythm, there is still a lot of, of unknowns and still a lot of problem solving. How do we pull these, you know, how do we tell the narrative of the, the products that, that one resonate internally, but also that the client understands I think always trying to to make something that wasn't there. So, you know, how do we make something greater than the sum of our parts and pull the piece together? That's still really exciting. Yeah, and I and I also just, I love when we start to execute on our roadmap in terms of our product roadmap, because I love just putting new things in front of people and getting, re getting reactions. Hearing people's reactions, whether they're good or bad, is always one of the most exciting parts of anything we do is just, we did this thing, what do you think? And they can say, I hate it or I love it. And you say, okay, great. And then you kind of have an idea of where you're going tomorrow. What are you most excited for in 2023? Let's see. Well, I can't, you know, there's so many things on the roadmap I can't discuss yet. Really, we are looking to become, you know, we say we're the layer of intelligence. We want to become the layer of orchestration. So while ThankView does does the video outreach in this direction and currently PledgeMine, which is our direct mail company, they operate in that channel. What we really want to be doing is pulling those channels SMS, think of any sort of outreach that an organization might do. We want to be the arbiters of providing some cadence and, and method to, to doing that outreach so that fundraisers can focus on what the message says versus how do I coordinate across all these disparate channels. 
we want to bring them all together and make it really easy to just execute. First, they get this and they get that. If you've ever seen the donor matrix, which I'm sure you've seen hundreds of donor matrices, we want to basically say, like, take that donor matrix and put it into action with our technology. And then we want to, you know, have the, the data and software and services on top of that to, to make sure every organization wins. So it's not just, here's the tech, see you later, bye. It's, here's the tech, here's how you use it. We're going to be there with you. And, you know, then we, ultimately we want to see um, outcomes like with um, University of Wyoming, who kind of ditched their phonathon in lieu of Evertrue and was able to see a 6x return on their spend. So, you know, that's just a, a single example, but we think we can do that with every organization. Are there companies that exist perhaps in other sectors or other other types of marketplaces that exist that could be a similar vision? I ask because I think it is a little bit hard to wrap your head around all the change. Yes. I th I think there there's there's definitely some organizations in different pieces. I think the way we're trying to approach it specifically for fundraising, I don't know that there's as a holistic approach as, as we're trying to take it, but certainly for for cadences or be able to kind of create different journey maps, Salesforce has some products, things like Salesloft or Outreach kind of do the same things, but more for for-profit or for sales teams. But I think we want to be able to take that. We want to be able to take donor insights. We want to be able to then integrate all of your donor data, benchmark your team's uh, success and progress against the cohort that you know is most meaningful for you. So really what we're trying to do is, is take all the different data and fundraising efforts from across the industry, bring them, anonymize them, and then show, hey, your X, Y, and Z organization, you're doing really well, but if you want to improve, here's the prescription. Brent often talks about providing a prescription versus kind of a choose your own adventure. So how can we come in, digest and analyze your data, and then say, this is what you need, as opposed to, here's a product, we hope you do well. I think yeah, that's... I think people want a prescription, honestly. They want the yeah. direction. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's tough enough. There's so many things out of your control as a fundraiser to begin with. So it's like, I just want to know what I can do. How do I do it? How do I execute it? And then, you know, if, if you're an AVP, how do I know it's actually getting done? which is all the things we're trying to achieve. Well, thank you so much for letting us learn a little bit more about you and telling us about Evertrue. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you think our listeners should know about your work? It's just going to be an exciting 2023. We got the best team in the biz, best product. We're, we're going to get there. It's, you know, it's got to slow down sometimes to speed up. And we are really excited to go into the new year and obviously to expand the, the ETSPN with fantastic folks like yourself. Excited for all the great content that we produced this year too. Awesome. Well, I would love to close with my signature question, which is what do you know for sure? I know if you surround yourself with good people, with great attitudes, you're going to have a good time. Thanks so much, Shady. All right. Thank you. I've always had some level of interest in entrepreneurship. It's in part why I created the Development Debrief. But when I look at successful companies, I'm always so curious to know how they got to where they were. Was their vision the same as how it looks now? What I'm learning more and more is that so often it's not. It was fascinating to hear JD talk about the different angles and approaches and collaborations that he took to get ThankView to where it is today. I'm proud to be affiliated with Evertrue and, of course, now thank you. 
and I'm so happy to be able to share this story with you today. Please connect with me on Instagram at devdebrief or follow us on LinkedIn. Our page is called The Development Debrief. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll be back with a fresh episode next week.